Welcome to the PJ Party Podcast, episode five? Episode five. Love, love, love. Thanks for listening. Thanks, 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 mm-hmm. thanks, thanks. Tell your friends, write a review, do a thing. Uh, this week, it was a, a especially spooky week because it's the week before Halloween. Of course. So there's lots of ghost stories in this episode told by Kate Humble from Ghostly Walks. Some ghost stories of my own that mm-hmm. I share. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, of course, have our regular shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about everything from... Dying trends to slang in Victoria. Yeah, it was really all about ghosts this week. We could mm-hmm. talk about vampires, but we did not. So please now enjoy the PJ Party Podcast. And thank you again. Sorry, I'm not flowing with milk. So today we announced the news that Letter Kenny is coming to Victoria, which is going to be like sketch comedy slash stand up slash never before seen videos from the cast of Letter Kenny live at the Royal Theater. That's happening April 3rd. To give away tickets all this week, we're going to be asking uh, you to do like a little quiz on the slang of Letter Kenny. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so things like Furta, which is Furta. what we did today. Furta boys. And it got us thinking about. Slang in Victoria. Mm-hmm. There, there is some slang that only people in Victoria would understand. Yeah, whether it's like just straight up slang, this is like a funny way to say a thing, mm-hmm. or it's just the way that we say things. Or like, for instance, like I'll rattle some of our like favorites that we have already for you. Yeah. Like a shaft. That's a thing that's only really available in Victoria. You go over into the mainland and ask for a shaft, and I don't know what the hell you're talking about. If you don't know what the hell we're talking about, it's like this um, kind of coffee drink with vodka and Baileys and Kahlua, mm-hmm. and you slam it, and it's delicious. Delicious. You get yourself shaft. Yeah. Yeah. So we're looking. So here's what I got so far. Okay, we're we're, we're looking to get a bunch of Victoria specific slangs. So we got shafts, booch, like kombucha. Because kombucha is so popular here. Everyone's rocking a booch. Everyone's crutching the booch. Yeah, if you go into any grocery store, <laughs> do you notice that the first, like the front refrigerator is always just kombucha and it has all these different kinds? I don't get it. I can't. I haven't gotten into stuff. it. It's a little expensive, but I heard it's magical for really? you or something. I don't it's know. It's a good hangover cure, maybe. Yeah. Okay, um, a six bonger or like, a, you know, seven, seven bonger. That is bonger. not slang. You just made that up. <laughs> I'm trying to get this going into our lexicon here. That's when, okay, at the Royals games, the Save On Foods Memorial Center. Every time the Royals score, if they get like four goals as their fourth goal, they play the big Ben bongs. Yeah. Bong, bong, right? And then the crowd counts it out. Three, four, five with the bongs, right? Yeah. It's totally demoralizing and great to the other team. So that's a six bonger, seven okay. bonger. Okay, a bonger at the Royals game. We'll see if it catches on. Lojo. Mm-hmm. Lower Johnson. Jube Wood. I don't know what the heck that is. That's Jason Lamb <laughs> invented that. That's the Jubilee Fernwood border. <laughs> That's where he lives. What? Oh, they had it running on their morning show promo for like three years. <laughs> Jason Lamb lives in Jube Wood. Okay. Okay. Uh, Cappy B is one we're trying to get going for the Capitol Ballroom. Okay, yes. Yeah. Capitol Ballroom for sure. My area would be Jean's Bar. <laughs> Everyone says it like that. Do they? Jean's Bar. You live in Jean's Bar? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I added this one to Arbizzle. No, what is that? That's Red Barn Market. Okay, yeah. Oh, We're going to yeah. Arbizzle for Wenchers. Oh, I'm going to put Wenchers down. <laughs> That's what we call a sandwich. If you have any <laughs> other uh, Victoria slang to add to this list, this ongoing list. Mm-hmm. Oh, someone just texted in Langhole. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's a good one. Nailed it. Uh, you can text us or call us at 250-475-0913. There's so many good ones in here that I've forgotten about. So many good um, So, of course, yeah, we had the hat, or like yeah. Malahat, the, hat, yeah. the crawl, Callwood crawl. Um, yeah. 
but some other ones are coming in. Up Island. Up Island. That's something that we say all the time. Which Up Island to me is anything north of Goldstream is like, oh, I'm going Up Island. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Obviously, for Squamalt, you got Squampton. Mm -hmm. Um, Skidney. Sydney. Toke Bay. Langhole. Callhood. (laughs) Makes it all sound so (laughs) terrible. (laughs) Where are we living? I Um, I like Souk till you puke. Uh, Veteran Memorial Parkway. Vettys. Um, Chictoria. Oak Bay, the Tweed Curtain. That's an older I, one, I feel. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, no. Yeah, I guess because it's like a little older over there, or a little more, I don't know. I don't know what. Drunken Duncan. Uh, Discovery Coffee. Disco. Disco, yes, of course. Uh, the Ledge for the legislature. Going down to the Ledge Lawn. It's going to be a big protest on the Ledge yeah, Lawn. Yeah, totally. It's pretty good. You're not allowed to play football on the Ledge Lawn, though. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Just so you know, no ball sports <laughs> on the Ledge Lawn. They don't um, like that. Uh, chime in on the Facebook. Chime in over text messages, too. We're going to... Make a master list of all the slang. The most comprehensive list of Victoria <laughs> slang ever. And then we're going to write it into a video. And then we're going to share it next week, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Should be fun. Play on the Afternoon Zone. A Montreal man has been fined $149. He got a ticket because he was singing in his car. And they said that he was being too loud in a public place and screaming. It's funny that he got fined for that, but then you get paid to scream in the studio all day long. Jen, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) All right, since it is the week before Halloween, I thought I could share a spooky story. Now, I want to say I actually shared this story um, when I was on air in Prince George. Mm -hmm. And after talking about it... I got one of the craziest phone calls ever of a woman being totally offended that I said it on the radio. She said, this is not for the radio. Have some decorum, you young lady. Wow. You don't talk about Ouija boards on the radio. So, you know, I'm taking a risk talking about this. If you're not comfortable with Ouija boards, trust me, I am not comfortable with Ouija boards anymore after having this happen to me. You You can, you know, change the station. Come back, though, okay? Okay. Go listen to our podcast. When I was in middle school, I was kind of had this weird obsession with talking to, to spirits. I wanted to talk to them. So I bought a Ouija board off of Walmart. And me and my friends, Bailey and Shay, we wanted to go try it out. So we went to Bailey's basement. And she really wanted to talk to her dog that had recently passed away. Her name was Maddie. So we set up the Ouija board and we asked the Ouija board, who are we speaking to? And it slowly spelt out, M-A-D-D-Y. So we thought, okay, we're talking to her dog. This is great. So we start asking questions about what's the afterlife like and all this, and we're getting answers. Then all of a sudden, my friend Shay goes to the bathroom. It's just to the left of us. The door's right beside us. She flushes. She does her business, and she goes to the door and tries to open it. But it's not opening. And she's jiggling the lock, and it's not opening at all. And she says, are you guys, you guys, I'm locked in. Did you guys lock it from the outside? Can you please let me out? It still wasn't opening. She started to freak out. She started to panic. She started to cry. And then we started to freak out as well. We're getting all these tools to try and open it up. But it didn't feel like it was locked. It felt like someone was holding it. Uh. So we're like, Shay, you're holding the door. You're holding the door. Let go of it. She's like, I'm not even by the door right now. I'm by the toilet sitting down. She's sitting in in fetal position by the toilet crying. We start crying and we look at the Ouija board 
And we, we think that's the culprit. So we go to it and ask, did you do this? Did no. you lock Shay into the bathroom? And it spells out, ha, 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 ha. No. We ask again, are you sure? Please let her out. And it just keeps on going, ha, 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 ha. So finally we say, okay, Ouija board, we have to go. This isn't funny anymore. We're calling our moms. Like we're getting our family involved. Please open up the door. And then all of a sudden, the door swings open. And Shay is still by the bathroom toilet in fetal position. How creepy is that? Do you think it was the dog though? No, there was, there was, this was not Maddie the dog. This was some evil spirit that had taken over and wanted to mess with a bunch of kids. Thanks for the nightmares, kid. (laughs) Have fun sleeping tonight. So this weekend, I went to Fear on the Pier for some haunted house action. I always find it funny when you say you're going to a haunted house because you live in a real haunted house. I do live in a real haunted house, but luckily <laughs> my ghosts don't jump out at me all the time. But, yes. you know, sometimes I need that and yeah. they're not, they're not, you know, they're not performing. Right. So I got to go to Fear on the Pier. Uh, there's two different haunted houses there. I did both of them and uh, I decided to take some audio some recording of me going through this haunted house. This is the uh, Dead City haunted house. Yes. Uh, with Quentin, the Zone Ranger. Yeah. So I did swear a lot. Yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used uh, some help from Owen Wilson saying wow to uh, cover all that up. Okay. So anytime <laughs> he says wow, there's actually a curse word there. Okay. All right. Let's, let's start this it. journey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Something is definitely going to jump out at me. Oh, my lantern. No, 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 Quentin, <laughs> see ya. I locked Quentin out with a bunch of monsters. Oh no, the lights turned off. Wow. 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 So we just completed haunted house number two. Ugh. All right, all in all, I would definitely recommend coming down to Ogden Point for Fear on the Pier. Either one of those mazes slash spooky houses yeah. were 100% spooky. Yeah, 10 ah, curse words out of 10. Yeah. So do it. Bye. How do I make it stop? I'll make this stop. I think when you ditched me the second time, the person knew me. Wow. afternoon zone it's another family friendly episode of poltergeist it's a show about a struggling young couple with intimacy problems being haunted by the ghost of paul postino why do we need this much milk we shouldn't be running out of milk twice three times a week 
I put milk in my coffee. You know that. I need my morning coffee or else I'm grumpy. How much milk do you need in your coffee? I don't know. Enough to change the color. Milk's expensive now. It's like $7 for you a gallon. Have, you don't have enough money for milk? Seriously? I don't have enough money for anything. Is that seriously? I don't have you enough promise? Money for is that what you're saying to me? You don't make enough money to buy milk? Yeah. That is what I'm saying. You're and useless. we need to cut some channels, too. You're Our useless. Cable. You're useless. You cut back on milk. That's like, what, next? Bread? No bread in the house? Is this because I'm impotent? <laughs> All right, you two. How about we enjoy some of that milk with those fresh pan of brownies I just made? such a great idea for Halloween decorations and he is the coolest dad I've ever heard of. Um, he created a graveyard in his front yard for decoration and it is a dying trends grave and his kids helped him out to, uh, of course, because he's probably not in, as in touch as they are. <laughs> yeah. um, but the, each gravestone has a, a name of a dying trend. So one of them was uh, dabbing. Yeah, dabbing's That's dead now. Dead now? Okay, I good. So. Or dying, yes. Old Taylor Swift. <laughs> What does that mean? Like, because you know, in her new song, she's like, uh, "The old Taylor Swift is dead now," or whatever. You know, she's like a new mean Taylor Swift. She's now, a right? new. She's not the old Taylor Swift. She's complete. She's a new person now, Paul. Okay. Okay. Um, plump lips. It's dead now. Plump lips. Rose all day. Or the hashtag rose all day. People are really into rose lately. Yeah. Payless shoes. And I was thinking of ones that we could add to that. Mm -hmm. Sears. That's the yeah, obvious one this year. That's a sad thing, yes. Um, fidget spinners, I'm done with those. Yeah, I wonder how those kiosks in the mall are doing now. Because mm -hmm, everywhere you go, they sell them now. Well, and you're supposed to collect more than one. Like, once everyone has one and then realizes that it's... You only have two hands. Yeah, right? So what are you doing now? I'm going to fly away with these fidgeting things. Yeah. Um, we had some ideas like phrases and stuff that could die. <sighs> you know what I don't like at all? Mm. Is people who start a caption of a photo with... When, yeah. when Bay doesn't give me cookies, and it's a picture of them. You sure. could just say, Bay didn't give me cookies, and now I'm sad, but it's when. Mm -hmm. That, I don't like that. Yeah. That's dead now, or I want it to die. We're killing things with thunder. <laughs> Thank okay? you. All right. You know what I don't like is when people say, not going to lie, especially at the beginning of every single sentence. Not gonna lie, showing a lot of forward out on our defense, and you know what? I really think not gonna lie, and I don't want to lie to you. I'm not gonna lie. I think that's really gonna help mm -hmm. out the team. Beat it! Don't tell me every phrase you say is you're not gonna lie, because now I think that you're lying. All always. the other times that you don't say that you're not gonna lie. Do you know what actually not gonna lie is? I haven't really formulated a thought yet, but I want to vomit words out. I want my dumb voice to be filling a void, so I'm going to say oh. not going to lie to buy me four syllables until I say the thing I actually want to say. Whoa. Um, this one may offend you. Apple Lord. watches. I think Apple watches are dead. <laughs> I think they need to die. <laughs> All right, well, I did it that. No more. <laughs> so Gina wrote in and said that the new Halloween party game can be bobbing for Apple watches. <laughs> Oh, do you mean that the new ones are waterproof, Gina? So totally, you oh. could do that, and they would be totally fine. You can go for a walk the next day and swim in them. Whatever. Yeah. Stefan said uh, Harlem Shake can die. Dude, that's been dead for years. <laughs> it's dead. 
Uh, Spencer writes, uh, man buns? Do you know what? I have no problem with man buns. If a guy looks good in it, just rock it, guy. You know? And, and it's none of anyone else's business. I think man buns are just getting stronger and stronger. They've yet to break right. yet, but they're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Because you know who wears them now? Because now everyone is aware that, ooh, maybe some people don't like man buns. You know who wears them now? Who's that? Is only the most handsome, model-esque dudes who, like, super pull them off. So if you want to, you know, chirp this guy for having a man bun, he'll be like, okay. Thanks for calling me handsome. I'm so handsome. He also says if vaping is, is dead. Vaping, yeah. Should that dead or die? I don't know. People don't know. like vaping. I don't know. I don't. I would never vape, but is it good? Is it? I know people just like billow out this vape smoke. All right, we'll kill it. <laughs> it's dead now. Um, do you know what I think we'll probably, we should add to that list? What is that? The uh, pro base hats. The pro base hats. Pro base. Pro base shops hats. Hey, just making sure someone came through on the, the hat wisdom. Oh, that it's bass instead of bass. <laughs> Yeah. Did I say bass a bunch of times? <laughs> kind of makes sense since it's a fish and it's a fishing hat. And- Did I yeah. say bass, honestly? <laughs> like every time I was saying Pro yeah, bass shop? Pro bass. Every- <laughs> little knowledge job. That was good, though, man. I kind of like it, you know? Like, oh, maybe, I'm such an maybe idiot. Maybe that'll be the new hat. No, that's fine. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I know what a bass is. I was like, grew up fishing bass. Correct. Honestly, though, why the hell is it pronounced bass if it's spelled like bass? <laughs> Got to throw the uh, got to throw the e on the end there. I don't know. It's Canadian lingo. Yeah, weird. Yes. Thank you, man. Thank Cheers, you. you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Now, I, this is one of my favorite mashups. Is that M eighty three Beastie Boys? So good. Yeah, it was great. I always, I always yell, "Turn up the bass!" <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Paul doesn't know the difference between bass and bass. What I do? <laughs> Not I'm, you, dog. I'm, I'm just being a pain in the ace. <laughs> oh, dad joke. Thank you that was so good. Uh, that was good. Um, and by the way, you know what hurts about that is just that for most people listening, they just thought, they just went along with their day and they're just like, wow, Paul Blasino's really stupid. <laughs> he thinks that that word is pronounced bass. <laughs> He doesn't know the difference between a bass and a bass. He's never fished in his life. Well, for the longest time, person. too, and this is coming from a DJ, which is also very shameful. I always used to think it was bass nectar. Why the hell? Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> and that's so we totally like my wires got mismatched. Yeah. All right. Well, let's turn up the bass right now. Oh, bass shops. Oh, uh, this is SOB. It is the Xenia Galley remix. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yes. Got it. In the zone at 913. In the afternoon zone, I just read this thing about how there's gonna be this late night snack delivery service that, you know, say you're all cozy in your couch or bed and your little fort there and you're watching Netflix at like up to 11 o'clock at night, they will bring you snacks. I mean, that's late, but I usually start snacking at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. What about for us, you know, extreme snackers that start at 12 o'clock and get a bucket of ice cream maybe at 1 in the morning and and build a fort and watch Netflix with their cats? What about a bucket and a bucket, like a bucket of ice cream and a bucket of chicken? I could crush that. I crush that almost every night, Paul. I could crush it, like, at 3 in the morning. I could crush it at 6 a.m. when I wake up. I could crush it for breakfast. I could crush it right now. Just saying, they're leaving a really lucrative 11 p.m. till the sun comes up market wide open. Leaving a lot of buckets on the table. Maybe we could do that, Paul. Yeah, we'd probably be crushed buckets while we were driving it around. Sick. The old driving crush. 
Now, since it is leading up to Halloween, we've decided to have kind of a spooky story a day. And yesterday, we gathered a whole bunch of really scary stories about Victoria from mm. a woman named Kate Humble, who is one of the storytellers at the Ghostly Walks, which is downtown Victoria. You can go on these walks. They'll give you a history lesson and all the and talk about like all the ghosts that haunt certain buildings downtown. And one of the buildings that are super haunted happens to be my own house. Where you sleep every night. Every single night, That's yeah. That's such a, I don't know how you do it. Uh, she's just a really cool roommate, my ghost. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to ask Kate, who exactly haunts my house and uh, the story behind it all. Yeah, your house has a great story. I'm not going to lie. Your house is a really entertaining story. Most of your listeners, hopefully, if they went to high school in uh, British Columbia, will know of a guy called Sir James Douglas, right? Douglas Street, James Bay. That's where all of that comes from. And he's the first governor of the colony of British Columbia, originally his daughter's house, and then his granddaughter's house that you're living in. So the granddaughter was a woman called Hilda Harris, and she was deemed at the time to be kind of an eccentric woman because she didn't do the normal things that 19th and early 20th century women did, i.e. have babies and marry a guy. She had other interests, right? So she was uh, quite artistic. She was very interested in like needlecraft. She's a very intriguing woman. So the gist of the story is that she dies still living in that house and uh, her heirs don't know what to do with the place. So what they end up doing is they rent it out. This is 1939. The war has just started. There's a whole bunch of people moving to Victoria to work for the government. So they rent it out to a group of five young women and they think that they are renting a unfurnished house that they can just move into. One of them is a bit cheeky. They're supposed to move in on a Saturday morning and she shows up early on a Friday night, presumably to get the best bed, get the room, right? It's the roommate situation. You want the master bedroom. So she's sneaky. She does this and she discovers that the place is not unfurnished, that the heirs have left all of Hilda Harris's stuff in the house, like her bed, her sheets, her spices in the spice drawers. It's a little uncomfortable. And she decides that night that in order to claim that room, she's going to sleep in the master bedroom on Hilda Harris's bed between Hilda Harris's sheets. And if you've ever slept in a new bed, you know that first night feels weird. It's just uncomfortable. It's not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just not your bed. And she's putting down her discomfort and her inability to rest to this feeling until she feels the end of her bed sink like someone sat down on it. She sits bolt upright in the bed and finds herself face to face with the woman who is indeed sitting on the end of the bed. And it's a very sweet faced woman, very round, uh, lots of lovely long gray hair, wearing a nightgown and looking at her with bit of confusion. And of course, this girl freaks out. She jumps out of the bed. She's screaming. She's running into the hall. And then she's peeking her head back around the door to see. I mean, surely she's been dreaming. Surely this hasn't happened. But the woman is still sitting on the end of the bed. So that night she sleeps in her car. And when the other roommates show up the next morning, she's got quite the story to tell. So on the upside, it means she does get to keep that bedroom. <laughs> so it turns out that Hilda Harris is a great roommate. And that is indeed who the ghost in the house is. She's kind of a sweet older lady. She putters up and down. The first reports we had were of her doing things like rearranging uh, the cutlery and the drawers or running the water in the bathroom. Just footsteps tipping up and down and occasionally a smell like an old-fashioned perfumey kind of smell. So that's the original stuff that we got. And that was almost 80 years ago. So what's happening in the house for you oh man so it started off me moving into this house and me not knowing it was haunted yep. <laughs> and having doors slam in the middle of the night when i was being a little bit too loud mm -hmm. and i thought you know oh i may have pissed off my roommates you know so I'm, i gotta be more quiet ask them the next morning if they slam my door 
wasn't them. Um, so I asked them, have you guys had any like ghost experiences here? Cause it seems to be an ongoing thing. You know, lights were turning off and things like that. And then that's when they, they look at me and say, oh yeah, by the way, it's one of the most haunted houses in Victoria <laughs> and it's on the ghostly walks. So look out your window every Wednesday, there'll be people there. <laughs> and then on top of that, we've had, I have this old record player. It's like an antique cabinet record player. Mm -hmm. And um, my roommate was in the kitchen home alone and the thing just blasts, turns on full blast and was wow. playing a record. Mm -hmm. And uh, she went over there, looked around, no one was there and she turned it off and talked to us the next day. Um, I've had friends uh, sleep over and hear footsteps back and forth in the stairwell, mm -hmm. which no one uses, mm -hmm. <laughs> which was super <laughs> creepy. We've had bottles pop off oh, wow. during parties out of nowhere. Cheers. Yeah, so I think yeah. Hilda likes to party. I wouldn't be surprised. She's a nice presence though. It's never yeah. been super scary. Yeah. That's what we've always heard about her is that as far as ghost roommate goes, she's probably one of the best options. Yeah, I think we lucked out. I think sure. you did. <laughs> I was thinking about this, and I would love to know how zoners feel about this, or where they weigh in, or where what they what their thoughts are about this. Mm. Let's pretend I'm a ghost. Let's pretend I'm a full vaporous torsoed apparition. Where would you choose to haunt? As we're learning from Kate, a lot of these ghost stories have this amazing history behind them. The person is either haunting the place that they died or they're haunting a place that meant a lot to them or where they lived. Like, for instance, the ghost in your house, that girl's lived there. Well, that's the thing, yeah. So it wasn't a tragic death or anything. She just spent a lot of time at her house. She ended up dying in my house mm -hmm. and it now haunts it. So I honestly think if I were a ghost, I would want to haunt my house as well. I want to give uh, Hilda, her name is, uh, you know, a companion and kind of get to know her on a ghostly level. And I kind of love that. I kind of love that the ghostly walks of hopefully very far down in the future is uh. like, ooh, first a ghost named Hilda lived here and she was the daughter of the governor and blah, blah, blah. And then in the late 200,000s, <laughs> a ghost named Jenny started also and she was a radio DJ and she plays music, blah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. Like she was actually haunted by Hilda and was so inspired so she became a ghost too. Right. Now they're best friends in Ghostland. I <laughs> would likely haunt this radio station. Oh! That's what I'm thinking because I have probably spent more time in this building than any other building in the world. Yeah. At this point, this place is what, you know, where I end kind of get spooky here at night, right? We, the only thing we're in need of right now is a radio ghost. Yes. To cause shenanigans. I would want to be like a poltergeist for a poltergeist. I would like, <laughs> yeah, like knock things off the wall and turn the music up and like switch songs and like, yeah, like everyone would be like, what happened? Was it a technical <laughs> thing? No, it's the ghost of a DJ who used to, you know? Yeah. So that's where I would haunt. But I mean, there's so many good places. Hotels seem good. Pull the, uh, the classic Slimer. Schools, someone said to me. So I want to know if you're... If you're a ghost, where would you want to haunt? Think of the story. Why and where would you haunt? Hey, the zone at nine one three. Who's this? Hey, it's Colin. Colin. Colin, what month were you born? February nineteenth. So uh, Jenny's going to use her Halloween name, Jenny Raider, before we do anything else, and give you your Halloween name, Jenny. Your Halloween name is Chunky Shadows with a Z. Chunky Shadows. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Awesome. Um, okay, Chunky. So what? <laughs> Is where would you haunt if you're a ghost? I'm thinking a truck stop bathroom or something like that. <laughs> oh, that way, if someone's sitting next door, you could just say, hey, can you pass the toilet paper or something like that? And then when they get up and out, they'll go and they'll see the stalls open and no one's there. Oh! <laughs> 
And then they run out screaming. With their pants down to their ankles. Yeah, exactly. You're sick, chunky shadows. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. Love that. Thanks. No problem. Bye, shadows. Zona 913, what's your name and month of your birth? Arlen mm-hmm. is my first name, and my birth month is March. Your Halloween name, it doesn't even, it's not even Halloween-y, but it just turned out to be this. It's a big freaking child. A big freaking child. Oh, yeah, child. that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. You know what? I would haunt the movies. Oh. This way the scenery is always changing. Yep. And why not just kind of blending with the crowd it's already dark it's already kind of dingy it smells a little bit <laughs> people could see like a misty shadow out in the back row scarfing popcorn and that's you as a ghost can i tell you like a serious thing about me is that i don't fear death or dying or anything like that i think it sounds so nice and relaxing to just go to sleep forever but oh yeah but what does stress me out is missing the next star wars movie or like being excited for something because that, you know, the big Hollywood machine just keeps cranking out their trailers and I'm always just excited for the next Star Wars or the next this movie or the next Hobbit or the next whatever. And I'm actually genuinely afraid that I would die before that movie came out and I would miss it. Except now I'm going to haunt the Capital Six. Right. And you can, you know, you can watch the next 50 Star Wars movies that Disney puts out. Love it, man. Great place to haunt. Thank you for calling that in. Great idea. All right. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. A Catch big you freaking child. See you later. <laughs> See ya. Why is child one of them? Hello, know. Zone 913. Who's this? This is Ian. And what month were you born in? December. Ian, your new name is Icky Scab. <laughs> Icky Scab. Sweet. Good. That's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one, actually. So, Icky Scab, you're a ghost. You are no longer tethered to your corporeal form. You can go anywhere in the world and haunt it. Where would you haunt? I was thinking either a theater or a bookstore, but how about a mall that has both? Um, and that way you can keep up with all the stories and entertainment. You have to make sure you, have, you pick one that like is going to be around for a while because you don't want the thing torn down and then all of a sudden your source of entertainment. I like this thread of people like being concerned of being ghosts and wanting to still be entertained. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. a great idea. Well, I mean, if you love movies and you love books or comics or whatever, what do you want to do when you die? You want to keep reading them. You know what? You know what would be a great place to haunt is the Bay Center. Because mm. it's kind of like big and, you know, a little bit. It's got a lot of history to it as it is anyways. There's all that stuff there. And then you could stray a little bit, you know, you mosey on down and go to Broad Street and check out Curious Comics, you know, do a little like that. Just kind of have that kind of three block downtown radius, but be your, your ectoplasm is like centered in the Bay Center. But you could do things like sit in a theater, a dark theater, like a scary movie and like people i love mm-hmm. it the bay center actually <laughs> is haunted by a ghost i learned that on one of my ghostly walks really yeah in the storage areas so a lot of the employees there have seen it wow. it's uh, one that was hanging i mean some people think of the, the ghost haunting the library but you know that's old material quite often so you want the up-to-date thing. <laughs> that's right i don't have to be as a ghost sitting there scrolling through microfiche yeah <laughs> zona 913 what's your name and month of your birth my first name is scott uh-huh I was born in June. All right. So, Scott, your name is Stinky Blister. That's not even close. No, that's just what it is, according to the Halloween January. Okay, well, yeah. Stinky Good enough. I can live with that. Blister. No, it's not close to anything. It's just what your name is now. Yeah, it's your Halloween it's name. It's just a that's stinky Halloween. blister. It's not like a popped open blister that's already like... Oh, stinky. Like okay, smelly. Like all right. smelly. Yeah. So, stinky blister. It's just, I, no. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah it's infected. Along, on and it's like, 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 it's like
What yeah. would you haunt and why? I would haunt my brother. Just follow him around wherever he goes? Everywhere, and I would just make his life a living hell because that's all he's done to me. Oh, oh man. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. He's I'm not nice sorry to for you. being evil, but that's just the way it is. He's kind of a dick, so. Stinky Blister, I thank you for calling us in today, and I hope that you and your brother can maybe seek some kind sort of counseling. Um, or no, it's never going to happen. Figure this out during your time amongst the living, and not carry this into eternity. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to well, go make it go into a haunting. Yeah. Thank you for your advice, but I'd rather haunt him and scare the crap out of him. He is actually married to one of my ex girlfriends. Okay. So. Well, it's all coming into focus. Thank you yeah. again for calling. And uh, all right, Stinky, you have a good afternoon. I'm glad you got a stinky, plan. Stinky blister out. <laughs> Popping out of here. <laughs> All right, I want to ask you about, you know, when I first moved to Victoria and I was kind of exploring, I went down to Bastion Square. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not like Jenny and obsessed with ghosts, but without <laughs> doing that, I went and I was like, this place seems like it's coursing with ectoplasm. It's so spooky. And that kind of tunnel that's there and that hallway. And so there's cool stories about that and ghosts in that area? There definitely are. I think you're talking about something called Helmkin Alley. Yes. Yeah, which is named for Dr. Sebastian Helmkin, uh, who's the first doctor here in Victoria. <laughs> and Bastion Square was the center of Wild West Victoria in the 19th century. In 1858, this gold rush arrives, the population of Victoria explodes. It goes from 300 European people and 30,000 arrive in three months. And there's no hotels, there's no restaurants, there's nowhere to put these people. So there's sleeping in tents. It's also hard to get a hold of anything like goods or services. So one of these miners trades a whole bunch of his belongings for a tea kettle. That's what he wants more than anything. And he goes down to the only well in the settlement and he lowers the kettle down to draw his water for the night. And when he starts to haul it out, his knot slips and his precious tea kettle goes clink, 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 right into the bottom of the well. So this man, big bearded miner, pitches a tantrum. While this is happening, a little boy comes walking past. He's about eight, we think, and he offers to get the kettle back for the miner. So down he goes. They lower him down into this well, and wells are pretty creepy. They are dark, they smell funny, the temperature drops, and the little boy changes his mind. And he is crying, crying. And so the miner starts to haul him back up. He's not a bad guy, maybe not too smart, but not a bad person. But as he's hauling him out, unfortunately, the friction of the rope at the edge of the well knocked loose a rock, which fell and it hit the little boy. And he fell into the well. And as he went, he's clawing at the walls to try to stop his descent. And he's pulling out more and more pieces of rock until the well basically collapsed on top of him. So the little boy's body was retrieved, but after that, people wouldn't drink water out of the well anymore, so they boarded it up. And in 1861, they built an entire building on top of it. It's called the Rithit Building, and you can get into it from Wharf Street, in fact. And if you go in, you'll see there's something very strange in there, because in the 70s, they discovered underneath the floor the old well, and they decided to restore it, and they made it the centerpiece of the lobby. But when they do that, the little boy comes back. 
And he apparently looks very, very real. Like you could poke him, like you could give him a little cuddle, but his clothes are of the wrong period. His feet are always bare, even on the nastiest, rainiest day. And on occasion, some people see him running through a solid wall. Or one woman I spoke with described the day she worked in the building. She was leaving work, and as she was walking past the well, she saw something moving. And so she stopped and looked at it and realized that what it was was little tiny fingers coming up out of the well and grabbing on the edge. And to quote her, she said, that is when I left. <laughs> you can see this well. You can see it from Helm Canale. You can see it from inside of the Rithid building. Or, of course, you can come on a ghost tour. We run tours all year round. It's much more intensive in the summertime and it tapers off a bit in the winter to only a couple tours a week. But right now we're heading into Samhain, Halloween, right? And uh, we do it every single night up until Halloween night um, at 6.30, 7.30, 8.30 and 9.30. We leave from inside of Market Square for this tour. It's $13 for students and seniors, $15 for adults. Uh, you don't have to reserve. You can just show up and pay cash. Or if you want to use your credit card, you can book online via our website at discoverthepast.com. Jade is up next. Trevor, how are you now? Oh, great. What's uh, going on for your evening zone tonight? Uh, I was going to talk about how last night I carved a pumpkin for the first time in years. Oh, really? Yeah, years. And so I got thinking, so I've never actually done a pumpkin carving where it wasn't just the stereotypical pumpkin jack-o'-lantern, like the triangle eyes yeah. and the simple, because I'm not very creative or good at that stuff. <laughs> so, but I actually did like an Animal Crossing, the video game I play, like a, new, a little leaf symbol. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I wondered... Is that common to do now? Do people do their own little designs? Have you guys picked out your sort of designs before? Or do you just do stereotypical standard? When was the last time you even carved a pumpkin? Oh, I make it a yearly tradition. I, right, yeah. it should be. Yeah, I put on I put on some uh, Simpsons Halloween special and I carve a pumpkin. But mm -hmm. for me, it's more about laziness. Like, oh, God bless the people <laughs> who spend their entire lives carving out and using the thing they buy from the store, like, guck and glorp out of it, and then they, you know, draw on and then they use these tiny little knives and all the special instruments and the tiny <laughs> like squirrel instruments. Like, technique is so perfectionist as well to go and make these nice Halloween jack-o'-lanterns. Who's got the time for this? Who's got the patience to learn this skill for this one once-a-year thing? So, and Actually, our friend last night, he did a very intricate one where he used, like, a peeler and stuff. Okay, well, again, God love these people, but no, I usually go for, like, pretty something pretty simple last year i tried to do the eye of sauron from lord of the rings and everyone told me that it looked like something else <laughs> oh boy yeah oh. something oh gosh yeah you would call it a hoo-ha <gasps> looked like a hoo-ha it looked like a hoo-ha oh boy oh my gosh this is so inappropriate jen yeah i i <laughs> how do you even find uh, i carved a hoo-ha in mine on purpose <laughs> <laughs> a hoo-ha pump pumpkin <laughs> I love you, Jenny West. <laughs> You're the greatest. Uh, it is such a beautiful day. I love this. The crispness of this autumn day. It's perfect. Uh, we're looking at... Stop that. Mm, very crisp. Very crisp. It is... Very crisp. Very autumn. Keep going. Okay. Don't I distract you. Okay. Uh, yeah, sunshine mm. across the... <laughs> I will swore at you. Um, <laughs> mm, very crisp. <laughs> I hate it. 
That is current small with it ain't right. Gravity blankets are all the rage these days. Would you ever use a gravity blanket? It's like a, a or a weighted blanket. Is it supposed to be warmer at night? You is know what's it? so funny is, is that a- boss man brings us into his office and he's like, you just bring up these topics out of nowhere. We're both getting under the bus for it, but it's just Paul. He just starts talking about things on the radio. Weighted We blankets. did not discuss this. Weighted. Weighted. Okay. Weighted. Great. Weight. Gravity. All right. Weighted. That was current swell with It Ain't Gravity. Right. It's in the zone Starring at 91.3. Before, <laughs> Before that, Death from Above with uh, Freeze Me. Seriously, we, though, you ever see these gravity weighted oh blankets? Oh, gosh. No. What is it, Paul? I don't know. Blanket with a bunch of waste on it. What do I know? <laughs> How am I supposed to know? <laughs> So, you know, Jen, today is the day that uh, Super Mario Odyssey comes out. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, it's an awesome looking game. It's getting incredibly good reviews. I love Super Mario. Mm -hmm. And I really want to buy it, but like money's tight right now. Christmas is coming up, but I want to be irresponsible. I like have all these other things I want to buy with my money, but like I want to buy it. Yeah, I would say don't. Hear me out. Okay. 500 bucks gets you right now Jeez. the bundle. Oh my god, $500? Well, you get the video game system. I would need to buy a brand new video game system. You could buy an iPad watch, whatever you call it, for that. Yeah. And you also get the game and maybe like a lunchbox, I think. <laughs> Do you need any of that? Well, this is why I need you, Jenny West. I need you to talk me into sense. In fact, I was really needing you today. I went to the store. I picked it up. I looked at it. And I know that you are sometimes capable of turning yourself into a Tinkerbell, right? Yeah. So I need you to, in those moments, be my Tinkerbell and persuade me not to buy it. Can you do that? Sure. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey, you will be mine tonight. <laughs> yeah, think again, Paul. What? Jenny West the Tinkerbell? Paul, you better fucking put that down. You know that material goods will give you no happiness whatsoever. I know, I know, but this is about the experience of, like, playing a game. With all that money that you're spending on that, you could buy a plane ticket to anywhere in the world. You know that the only thing that makes you a better person is traveling and the experiences that come with it. Uh, But I love Super Mario so much, and I have since I was a small child. It's part of who I am as a person. Uh, You bought Super Mario Run for $11. It's on the home screen of your phone. You've only opened it three times and played it twice. While sitting on the toilet, dropping a deuce. But this is different, and it's video game season coming up, where I don't want to leave the house because it's rainy outside. And, like, you know, what's money? Money comes and goes. I don't need money. Paul, remember your life's motto. Pirates spend their whole lives searching for treasure, and the real treasures are the friendships they make along the way. So you're saying I should wait for one of my buds to buy it and then just go over to his house and play it? Exactly. I love you, Tinker West. I love you, too, you stupid man-child. Thank you for listening to the PJ Party Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. That way, it'll just magically appear for you every Friday night. Make sure to listen to our radio show, which usually happens 2 to 6 weekdays on The Zone at 91.3 FM dial in Victoria or around the world via thezone.fm. But otherwise, leave a review, tell your friends, and see you out there in the great beyond. Is that a good catchphrase? No, that's The great beyond. I'm not going to say that again. I'm sorry I said it this time. That's okay. Bye.